Welcome to the Leadership in Context podcast with Keith Tusi. Covenant people go beyond what is expected of them. Hi, this is Keith Tusi, and welcome to Leadership in Context. We're going to do something a little different over the next couple of weeks. You know, we have our Band of Brothers conference coming up in Crown Point, Indiana, October 1, 2, and 3. And I'm going to give you a preview of what I'm going to be teaching and speaking there on these next couple podcasts to just whet your appetite a little bit. And then when you're there, hopefully you'll be there. If you're not planning on being there, plan now. It's not too late. But anyway, let's go to 2 Samuel, the seventh chapter. And I want to read seven verses of scripture from 2 Samuel 7. It says, Now it came about when the king lived in his house, and the Lord had given him rest on every side from all his enemies, that the king said to Nathan the prophet, of course this is David, See now, I dwell in a house of cedar, but the ark of God dwells within tent curtains. Nathan said to the king, Go do all that is in your mind, for the Lord is with you. But in the same night, the word of the Lord came to Nathan, saying, Go and say to my servant David, Thus says the Lord, Are you the one who should build me a house to dwell in? For I have not dwelt in it a house since the day I brought up the sons of Israel from Egypt, even to this day, but I have been moving about in a tent, even in a tabernacle. Wherever have I gone with all the sons of Israel, that did I speak a word with one of the tribes of Israel, which I commanded to shepherd my people, saying, Why have you not built me a house of cedar? So the scenario is David has been at war. You know, he's finally inherited the kingdom. Uh, years have passed now. He's put down the Philistines and some of the border wars. Things are going really good. Israel is prospering. David finds himself, you know, eating the fruit of his labors, and he's got a great house. And he calls Nathan the prophet in, which tells you something about David. He calls Nathan the prophet in and says, uh, Hey, Nathan, I want to build the Lord a house. And Nathan said, I think that's a good idea. You know, sometimes there's just common sense that you you don't necessarily need a word from the Lord. There, there's just reasonable responses to things. And Nathan gives him one. However, after he goes back, Nathan, God speaks to Nathan, and Nathan goes back to David and says, and God says, look, David, uh, I didn't ask you to do this, okay? And as we know, the story goes on, and we're going to cover that later. He did ask Solomon to do it, so David handed that off. But here we see the executive leader, David, with the prophetic leader, David being the king and then Nathan being the prophet, interfacing with one another. So it's a good picture here. It's also a good picture of why even though we may be good at something, there may be something that's common sense that we should still condition ourselves to seek the Lord on every little thing. That doesn't mean that God has to necessarily speak to you on every little thing, but we give God the opportunity to speak to us about every little thing. Now, what I want to talk to you about in these couple of podcasts is what does covenant look like? You know, when you were a kid, or maybe your kids now, did you ever do the paint by numbers? You know, you get the little blank sheet of paper, and it's got numbers. You get the blue paint and the green paint, and, you know, as you begin to put it together, it, it begins to come into focus. But the picture was there all the time. But as you color it, it, it gives you a picture. You know, we use terminology in the kingdom, and in, in NRP, the Network Related Pastors, which I'm, you know, the apostolic leader of, 
you know, covenant is not just a term. It's something we try to live by. And I want to try to define that for you more than just a theological definition. But I want to give you a paint by numbers on it. I want, I want to show you what that looks like. Chances are, if you're listening to this, you're hungry for that. Your ears are perked. Your heart is open. And you're looking for the right people to be in covenant with. You're in covenant with God. That's absolute. But then you're looking for the right people to be in covenant with. So I'm just going to give you, over these couple lessons, different earmarks of what a covenant person looks like. So here is one of the things that I will say. Covenant people go beyond what's expected or demanded of them. Covenant people go beyond. God said this through Nathan to David. I didn't ask you to do that. A covenant person doesn't have to be asked to do everything. You know, I think sometimes our definition of disciple in the local church is very narrow and is very juvenile in that we just want people or we communicate to people or we they think we've communicated to them that we just want you to do what you're asked. That is part of the discipleship process, learning how to be a part of a team, learning how to follow direction, you know, submission, understanding authority, you know, uh, instant obedience. I mean, those are all things that God grooms in our character so we can listen to him. But they're not the end all of discipleship. They're the path of discipleship. So covenant leaders go beyond what's expected. Leaders go beyond what's expected. Soldiers go beyond what's expected. Husbands go beyond what's expected. Dads go beyond what's expected. And disciples go beyond what's expected. When you're in a covenant relationship with somebody, they do not have to be asked to do anything. They look at life from the blessings they had. David is looking for life. He's come through all these wars. He's had this horrific uh, relationship with the man who was supposed to mentor him. Think about this. You think about somebody who needs healed. I mean, David's playing worship music and Saul's chucking spears at him. Okay, so I don't know what's going on in your life, but that's never happened to me. So here's David on the other end of this. He's inherited, you know, very few of Saul's blessings. He's inherited all of his enemies. He's dealing with this scenario here, and he gets some perspective and says, I want to do something for God because I've got a great house, but God doesn't have a great house. That's kind of the heart of a covenant person. A covenant person looks around and says, you know, why has God blessed me and what am I going to do with it? I don't want to do the minimum. A covenant person is not a minimum person. David was extravagant in the good sense in the things that he did. He was extravagant in his love. He was extravagant against his enemies. He was extravagant for his friends. He was extravagant in the way he worshiped God. He he was extravagant. He was out of the box. He just didn't like check the boxes. He created new boxes for the Lord to fill in. And so I think this is one of the key marks of a covenant person. And over the next couple chapters, there's a number of things that happen here that I think we really ought to pay attention to. So one of the questions I would ask you is, what are you being dutiful in that God is probably blessing to a degree, but he just wants you to go beyond? Or somebody else has set the limit about what you can do, and God is calling you to go beyond Take, take like giving, for instance. Like sometimes we set the tithe as like, oh, this is this great standard. And 
you know, my understanding of the Bible is tithe isn't even giving. That's just a response. We, you know, once we get to 11%, now we've started to give, but we've set up this low standard. We're doing our duty, and, and I think most people do it out of a great heart, and they're excited to do it, and they're honoring God. But I think sometimes we put the cap on that, for instance. And so, you know, what has God called you to go beyond? What areas of serving has God called you to go beyond? And probably more than anything is what areas of relationship has God called you to go beyond? What good relationships do you have right now that God really wants to be a great relationship? Do you ever notice uh, that the people that are close to you that have high expectations of you, they kind of have this, they want you to read their mind and know what they want, know what they need from you. And, you know, that's not all bad. It can be tricky, but it's not all bad because it's communicating that if you're at that covenant level, that they have an open door in your life and they want you to have an open door in their life to just go beyond what, you know, the normal parameters of that. And there's a lot of people that are coming and going from church, maybe even two church services, maybe a small group. And they're looking for somebody that will invade their sphere, somebody that will go beyond, somebody that will invite them into their sphere, that will invite them into their life. And I'm just telling you, covenant people, one of the first marks of that covenant person is that they go the proverbial extra mile. David asked the question, what can I do for God? Great question. And because he asked that question, he went the extra mile. Hey, this is Keith Tusi with Leadership in Context. Share this with somebody. Hope to see you at Band of Brothers. Blessings. Today, Keith started a discussion on what covenant looks like. Covenant people go beyond. A covenant person does not want to do the minimum. David was extravagant in the good sense. He was extravagant in his love, extravagant against his enemies, for his friends. He was extravagant in the way he worshiped God. He was out of the box. He created new boxes for the Lord to fill in. What are you being dutiful in that God is blessing to a degree, but an area where he wants you to go beyond? Thanks for listening this week to another episode of Leadership in Context with Keith Tusi. Join us next week as Keith continues to put leadership truths in the context of the local church. As always, subscribe, like, rate, and share our podcast. For show notes or to ask Keith a question, email podcast at innerpastors.com. If you would like more information, you can check out our website, find us on Facebook, or follow us on Instagram at innerpastors. See you next week.